You know, just make sure that you're really close to your mic because okay. you're sounding a little far away in my headphones. Okay. Yeah, and I do think you want like you... a pillow on your lap to yeah, put that on? Yeah, a pillow would be gorgeous. Because that's what I do. And I think that, that you have to, um, <clears throat> I think that you have to like Speak really an make sure that you're on the top of it more mm -hmm. than you are on the bottom. So yes, just, and then like, like a dick, Data. There we go. There just you get it right, right up to your lips, girl. All you have to do is tell a gay person to use a mic like a dick, and then they're just, And they're all like, oh. Okay, exactly what you're And then you're wiping the dry spit off of it later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a little turned on, just letting you know right now. Yes, that's good. this is the kind of... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, I think that we're... We're at a point where we can start now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of the Tony Soto Show. I am Tony Soto. Joined with me today is Lucy Wack in the back. Hey, girl. How you doing, mama? Good. And to my right, as always, is the very masculine Shea Coulee. Shea Coulee, how are you, mama? I'm doing good. Where were you at this afternoon, girl? I'm going to start out right out the Told fucking you gate. coming. Right out the fucking gate. Where'd you go? Uh, well... <laughs> Well, that's all right. We'll talk about it later. She didn't, was washing her wigs. Didn't you see me? I was washing my wigs. Washing that man right out of her hair. I got I'm like, my roots done. I had a day, girl. Yeah, girl. I, I started sorting drag. Like mm -hmm. I had a day. What drag? And then I get a. Then I text Lucy because I'm like, Hey, Lucy, I need to do some stuff. What are you home? And she's like, Oh, I'm at Chase House, uh, where you were supposed to be at three. And by that point, I think it was like four thirty. So uh, I was late. So yeah, I'm sorry about that, girl. That's my superstar. Yes, I am your best Peach. friend. We have a guest today in the studio. Let's all hear it for Miss Dita Ritz. Dita Ritz. Yeah. Cheesecake. How you doing? Hi, Hi Dita. How Hello. are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, my God. I'm so good. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you agreed to be on the show today. No, thanks for having me. I'm excited. I love doing all these little... It's fun, right? It's fun. Now, um, Dita Ritz, of course, was on RuPaul's Drag Race season four. four. Mm -hmm. uh, and how was that, girl? It was fun. I mean, I even still like it's so interesting, like watching the new season, which I'm sure we're gonna all gonna talk. Oh, about. Oh, don't you worry. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting watching. <laughs> it's interesting like watching like the new season because like you relive like. You know, as you film it, you Those film moments. it like you're on. You got all nostalgic. Yeah, it's like Courtney Axe said it the best um, on this uh, on this week's episode when she said you're like you're in the television. It's that's the best way for me to describe it. I was like in the TV. It was like weird to like mm. be in there and be like in the room in the in the official workroom and be right. Untucked. And now the untucked and the interior illusions lounge or form decor lounge, whatever they want to call it now, it's all changed. So now it's even like uh, you know, it's all different. It's just it's. For, I guess for me, it's fun to just see how it's progressing. Right. See how it's evolving. Yeah. I mean, those, I'm more the, curious. How much prompting did the producers give you guys for like untucked and stuff like that? Like, did they pull you guys in a room and say, okay, would you talk about this girl and we're going to bring her in? Or did they bring her in while they, they told you? They were really to talk good at like, like if you think about like, you know, it's things, how they split it up at seven girls. Well, they, they would split it up like that if all the girls were together. They just are really good at splitting people up and putting people together in situations. If you think about the Fifi, Willem, and me in one room situation, 
wish that happened. Mm-hmm. They knew mm-hmm. that the BRD was brewing with Willem. So, you know, it's just uh-huh. like, okay, we're going to put it there. And then we're going to put Medita in there because Medita would just throw Let's a face Let's put them in a room together. And right. that's all I was doing. I was just like, lady. I like, love your expression. Well, my, my whole thing was, I just kept thinking to myself, like, okay, I'm not worried about Willem because I know Willem could just like dodge Fifi. But I got to like, because Fifi and me have kind of the same little hothead temper kind of. Uh-huh. So I was like, I'm not worried about Willem because I know Willem would just dodge and run. But I'll grab Fifi. I'll grab Fifi if I have to because I didn't know what was Because Fifi might fight because she heard. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think you would have gotten more fans if you had. Oh, <laughs> it's just like the cameras make people do the most craziest things. So for me, that was like this, like being around these queens who are so spontaneous. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just mm-hmm. they, they will do anything to get the, the limelight, the, the, live light, the camera. So always be alert. Right. Yeah, girl. Always be ready. Now, I have a question, yes. though, uh, because how much have... Like, what all has changed from when you were Dieter Ritz before you went to the show to mm-hmm. now being D- Dieter Ritz after the show? Um, well, I like, that's a really good question, actually. Besides your wigs. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Thank you for that, honestly, because I've worked hard, honey. I bet you. <laughs> um, I think the thing that's You changed, were waiting to bring that up, weren't you? Because I figured of, better me because of the than, shade like, let you it brought happen. on last episode. No, I wasn't being shady. I was just agreeing with the judges. But no, anyway. I, I agree, honey. I trust me. That well, that's been one thing. My my look and appearance has really changed, and my idea, like my concept of drag and mm-hmm. what I want Dieter Ritz the story to be told. You know, like right. that's changed. But it's really interesting. Like I I felt in the beginning, like it was hard, kind of. It's hard for as a drag queen to be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. And, like know that there are other things you want to do with your career than just perform in a bar and turn mm-hmm. it for a dollar. There are things you really, really want out of your career doing this, and so. I'm, I think now that I'm glad that like when I'm discussing business, I guess you could say with people mm-hmm. are doing things like it's cool that I like people are able to take me more seriously right. and mm-hmm. not be like, okay. She's You're just, just a drag queen. Yeah, she's just drag queen. Right. She's just, you know, like a one in a million trying to make it like mm-hmm. I felt I, I, I feel that I feel that people take me more seriously mm-hmm. now. Because of the recognition because from Because I've been RuPaul. on the show and everything, and they've seen how much I've progressed from the show as from before. It was just, I had to fight. You know, you have to fight for that. You do. You have to fight mm-hmm. for it. And I think we all understand. Now, what that. are you up to these days, Dita? Um, just working and traveling. I just got back into town for like two and a half weeks. Yeah, yeah we girl, wanted, we we wanted to have bitter. you. Right. We <laughs> wanted to have you on the show uh, a couple weeks ago, and yeah. um, it was funny because I think we almost had it set up, and then out of nowhere, you're like, "Oh, girl, I forgot, I'm traveling yeah, for three I weeks." Did. I'm like, "How are you? Where were you?" I did. I literally. Let me tell you why I forgot. It's because <laughs> as I started making the plans, people in the bars and the you know, like people are like, "Oh, you're in town." Well. Come and do the show here. Come and do a show. Here. Can you? Do, and it just started booking up a little right. more crazy. Oh, I would imagine so. so. Now, do you represent yourself? I have a I have a management team, uh-huh. but the one thing that I love with All Star Galaxy Management. Um, uh, you better but, plug whatever you want to plug. Yeah, girl. Plug it. Plug it. Why you're on the show. show about plugging? Mm-hmm. But um, the one thing I love about working with them is that they have also teach you how to be a really strong, independent artist and really know how to like you know drop your own contracts and really right. your own good. That, I think your that's own good. Name and your own domain. So it's uh, I'm able to like it's I kind of have the reins of my career, but I definitely have help. I mean, I have I definitely have a management team that's there with me. Well, we're proud of you. And uh, honestly, you. whenever Thank I talk you. about Chicago being poorly represented uh, when it comes to drag queens on the RuPaul's Drag Race, I want you to know that I am not talking about you. Oh, no, always excluding uh, Dita. I love how you said that. Like Dita always exclude Dita. And actually, <laughs> I, ex- I have that. <laughs> What's that? Wait, what'd you say? <laughs> I love how you say that. Like Dita listens to the show. And I said I have. Uh, girl, I say it on the street. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Tony be walking down the street like I said it I said it when Shay lost fucking uh, Roscoe Drag Race mm-hmm. Michelle Visage he yelled it to Michelle Visage Michelle Visage was like are you guys excited about your new girl being on this Time season out, Gun, yeah. and, I said, and Tony's like no. we're misrepresented <laughs> we're, po- <laughs> we're poorly represented but, I love it but never you I thank always you. liked you and I always like, and I want to thank you again for being on the show no no no, um, no, 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 thank you. Lucy, what's going on in your life, girl? Tell us some stuff. Girl, I am actually working on shooting my video to submit to Fierce. So we'll see if I get into Fierce. Do we Fierce. know what Fierce is? Um, yeah, it's like a queer-friendly kind of like uh, burlesque, um, dragish kind of all-encompassing uh festival cool oh, i love that yeah 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 i think it's in ohio you never told is she is she talking like she shoot, has talked remember when I, I was shooting last friday night was, oh wait was that what it was yeah, for because no fun. i remember asking you how it went and you go girl i don't want to talk about it <laughs> i was like oh i don't want to talk you're about like it. you're like oh uh, let's not talk about yeah, that and i was yeah. like all right it I'm... didn't go so bad but it was just i wasn't happy with everything leading up to it but so um where is fierce uh, Ohio. I'm oh like, wow! Oh, and you're gonna be du- you're gonna be dusty. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I love that girl. You need to start getting out there. And I'm doing working your shit on it. More. I'm working on it. Good not, for you. Not a lot of people are open to drag kings. You yeah. Know? yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's rough. It's rough out there well, for a king. Tis the season for audition tapes. It, okay. Shay Coulee, tell us about your life. What are you doing, girl? Oh, uh, well, we have face tonight. Oh, my God. <laughs> wait, 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 it's wait. It's going to be wait, show number four. Wait, Notice she wait, did say we. Wait, 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 wait. Meaning. Wait, tell us. Let's just let's just relish this moment. Um, Who's we, girl? <laughs> Me and Kelly Lauren <laughs> and Ruby D <laughs> and Ivory and Eva Envy <laughs> and Xandra Fairlawn, that bitch. Oh, yeah, that yeah. I love uh-huh. I love how like uh like Shay Kule has changed my name to Xandra Fairlawn, that bitch. Like it's Well, like, I mean that's your tagline, so you just throw it on the end of it. <laughs> so it's just oh well Xandra Fairlawn, that bitch. I am thrilled and terrified that I'm on the show tonight. <laughs> Why are you terrified, girl? Girl, because like I mean, now I know Xandra Fairlawn's brand is a C plus drag queen, and that's what you get. You get C plus from her. Because okay, quite okay. frankly, being Tony Soto is hard enough that you know when you're trying to stretch that into two personas, it's like you basically just get a girl version of Tony Soto whenever you get Sandra uh, Fairlawn. I think Sandra's yeah. nicer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> except for when she? she's at the shoe. Oh, really? <laughs> she's a fucking. Well, nightmare. she drinks a little well, shoe. Shoe. Well, that's her she, home. Sandra Sandra Fairlawn is that's the shoe is her the home. The thing she says to those you know that's the best, that is one of the best things I've ever heard. Like how you just how how do you describe your drag? The horseshoe. <laughs> but they're my children. Like the thing is, is they're my boys and in my family and i feel like See, as family tony can, can be say, mean to them yeah, nobody yeah, else yeah. can that's right no one else better yeah, come from my boys yeah. uh, uh, and that happens on a regular basis people will come in and be like oh you're fucking dance like you can leave you don't go check out face come check out face tonight check out face every wednesday uh and then when you're tired maybe taj will get her job back <laughs> oh, okay now i love my mother now come on now that's my mommy i uh, know <laughs> and that's the bitch who stole your mommy's job Oh, oh right. I didn't steal <laughs> nothing from nobody. When we she, come she back, to start when we come oh. back, we are going to hit our hot topics of the week, and hopefully during commercial break, I won't be beaten down by two drag queens. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hopefully, my Taj, not me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> My thing is, I'm not worried about Taj. Look over your shoulder. You look over your shoulder. 
The Tony Soto Show, when fire alarms just aren't loud enough. with the Tony Soto show. So today uh, I'm going to Mexico uh, tomorrow and I'm very excited. I need a fucking vacation. And, but I realized that I did not look for my passport at all. Like the entire, uh, well, this whole time I haven't been like looking for my passport. So I was like, well, maybe I should do that today. I looked for 40 hysterical minutes for my passport. Picked up my passport, looked at it, didn't recognize the picture because I was too fat. So I thought that it was my old one. So I threw it away. I kept looking and then I found my old expired passport. <laughs> and I had to go back in the garbage and fucking get my passport you out of the car. Oh my God. Are so that's that story. I would keep to myself. I call you a dumb bitch, but that was more about <laughs> denial and being shallow. Literally, I did not recognize my own photo and was like, yesterday was Fat Tuesday. It is Mardi Gras. Uh, Did we indulge on Fat Tuesday? Did we? No. I I went to see a Mardi Gras show at Underground Wonder Bar. Yeah. It was a burlesque show. My uh, girlfriend was in it. Oh, any good? Yeah, it was cute. Oh, fantastic. She does really great stuff. Yeah, I don't fucking do. I didn't do any fucking thing. I I, I don't like I have a friend who who is moving here because he is touring for a show, and so I hung out with him. But I mean, like as a whole, Fat Tuesday is pretty boring. You giving up anything for Lent? <laughs> no, I, I don't. Anyone religious here? Um, well, Are you a I Catholic, mean, Tito? Well, my dad's a pastor. So, I mean, like, you can only imagine what that life is. Hey, Shea Kool-Aid's mom's a pastor. She's yeah, a minister. So, oh, my goodness. I come from the gospel. So y'all, so y'all really know the real tea then, and so you're not religious is what you're saying. Yeah, um, <laughs> we just uh, like to, you know, sit in, like, the cute little triangle buildings and say hallelujah with a cross on it so the oscars big news you know what i don't watch the oscars i do i didn't watch any of the movies Mm -hmm. i have been relying completely on like clips and youtube you you're are you a movie buff dita well like no but i do like watching the oscars like on ddr like in a fast Mm -hmm. forward situation i can't watch it like live (laughs) because i don't watch tv like on like the actual timing i have to watch Uh, it uh, on dvr so i don't do the commercials but i watch it and it's cute you know and the acceptance speeches everybody looked really nice there was some that were lacking i felt but then there was some that really nailed it lupita obviously oh like my goodness she can we just shake kool-aid talk to us about lupita because you have like a i have such love her. a girl crush on mm-hmm. lupita she is like just so the fiercest so it wasn't until recently like i really started getting into uh lupita but uh, I started seeing, you know, all the fashion press that she was getting. I was just like, let me check yeah. this girl out. And first of all, sickening, sickening style. I mean, granted, she has a stylist, but she wears all her clothes well. Now, we're talking Lapita Nyong, who yes. was in 12 Years a Slave. Yes. And one Best Supporting Actress. Best Supporting Actress. Her so. first role ever, outside, just out of school. She mm-hmm. literally had finished school at Yale. Yale. Mm-hmm. Um, born in Mexico. 
Race. I did not know that. Yeah. That's why her name is Lupita. Mm-hmm. Because, I was uh, why she yeah, because uh, they're from Kenya, and part of the culture there is, you know, where you're born, uh, wherever it is, whatever soil it is that you're born on, uh-huh. you take on that nationality in your first name. Oh, that's so that's why her me. first name is that. Lupita. Yeah, I like that. Um, and so she she then you know moved back to Kenya uh, when she was a child and grew up there, and then I believe she studied school acting in Nairobi and then went to Yale and studied at Yale. And then um, Steve McQueen saw her uh, cast her in this film as Patsy. And she, I have not, I did not get an opportunity to see 12 years a slave, but I went and looked at some of the clips of her performances and it was a well-deserved award. Yeah. She's brilliant. Yeah. For somebody to be that fearless in their first role, I was just so impressed by her. That's a lot of fucking, that's big shoes. Because when you come out the gate winning an Oscar, mm-hmm. that oh. means people be expecting shit from you. Like, but, but, but she I think she can keep it up. She, yeah, gave she's a, she so gave a stunning performance. She's so fresh at the acting scene right now. She's so hungry and ready mm-hmm. to act and really right. like make her millions. I know she is. Now, what <laughs> I want to talk about, girl. though, is... That's what she's going to make. I right. want to talk about her acceptance speech because... Oh, it's um, beautiful. Her acceptance mm-hmm. speech was, to me, what Jared Leto's should have uh, been. speech should have been. She acknowledged the fact that all of her happiness that she's experiencing now was due is to the because of, of so someone's many. pain yeah. mm-hmm. that she was representing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was the most fearless thing yeah. to say mm-hmm. because it's like, look, I'm real fucking happy and rich as shit right now, but I am not That's so fucking yeah. conceited mm-hmm. that I don't know that I had to tap into something that is a part of my history, uh, my, my, you know, my life, mm-hmm. and I need to represent it well. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to fucking Jared Leto, who... Gross. Um, I mean, I, I... I don't even remember his acceptance speech now that you said something. Like, I know that everyone was living because, like, I watched some of the after party stuff they did uh-huh. and they were like oh we love what you said about your mom and that was it I remember yeah because that's like all his, he said was his, his mom yeah he said a story about his mom oh, and it made a blanket he, statement he, for anybody who's ever felt uh, discriminated against and you know the people that have lost their lives to AIDS but it seems right. so political and insincere because he's mm-hmm. like oh yeah I made I, I'm winning off this movie playing a fictional character in a supposedly true story that uh, was a prostitute that was HIV positive. So I guess I should probably say something about the community that's affected by HIV. And I guess anybody else that's discriminated against, it felt like an afterthought. It didn't even mention the transgendered people that he was representing. It was no. just a shout out to the AIDS victims. No. Or anyone with HIV. And it was just like... Um, well, you know what? I think the thing is, is that he, um, like many other cisgendered heterosexual people, uh, like to... Because we are the LGBTQ community, that that's how they want to blanket it. Like it's a blanket yeah. statement. But but the trans issues are not my issues. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's like so don't don't lump like, them all together. Like w- this was a perfect time for him to bring up the fact that so many transgendered uh, women have been murdered, um, have committed suicide, uh, have been locked up in prisons, uh, male prisons. Um, all because their uh, gender is not um, received. And I think that he said that he's talked to the transgender yeah. community. But about, no one's come out as... But no, no one has like said, hey, I... Yeah. Him, right. No. right. So because I... Th- 
we were talking <clears throat> about this earlier, and I was explaining to Tony that there's an article that I was reading where they were explaining that the trans community in LA is not that large. Right. So anybody right. who he would have spoken to, mm-hmm. there was nobody credited in the film right. as a consultant, as a trans consultant. There were no people listed. So and it's no like, one's come out th- as to yeah, say, no I one's spoke with him exactly. About this. So who are these people that you? supposedly spent all this time with trying Uh to empathize with the trans community. And the clips that I have seen of his performance are not stellar. It's a a straight man's interpretation of what a man who wears female clothing would act like. Exactly. It has nothing to do with surface. I'm sorry, go ahead. It's reminiscent of Brokeback Mountain when Jake or Jake Gyllenhaal Mm -hmm. is his name. uh, Uh, Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. Like did the gay male roles, and everyone was like, "This is so brave of you to do this with your career." And it was like, it was a boring movie. Well, and see the thing is, they say he's bi or something like that. Who Jake Gyllenhaal? Oh, Jared Leto. I mean, who cares? Whatever. I was reading this really great article where it was saying that (laughs) a a cisgender male cannot give a trans character the depth that it needs because they don't know the they don't know like how to be like being misrepresented in public. They don't know like the things that a trans person actually has to go through. Uh-huh. Like, and to like, and to talk about surface shit during his campaign where it's like, Oh, I had to wax every day. And blah, blah, blah. it's like, do you know how detrimental body hair is for a trans woman? Uh, because of the, uh, the passing thing. Yeah, that's life. You know, that could be like life or death for you. To have mm-hmm. like a heavy beard and like not want that fucking beard and yeah. have to deal with it every day to make it a cutesy little, Fuck you, Jared Leto. You didn't deserve the Oscar. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. That's all. I mean, I'm, let's move on. Dude, the trans issues were not just when it came to Jared Leto's performance. Uh, did we all know? Did we all see Liza dressed up like a drag queen impersonating Liza? She looked a fool. She should have stayed home. Oh, now, did we, do you she hear what the big fuss is about? It. Ellen's joke about it. Ellen's joke about uh, about. <laughs> that was on TMZ today, supposedly, and they had said something about how. Um, she said it, but she should have said, like, oh, that's my friend afterwards. But she didn't say anything. And, and Liza supposedly said that, I guess. Oh, no, Liza's like, mad. Like, yeah, Liza like, apparently is upset about the situation only because, I think only because she didn't end the show with, oh, I'm exactly, just playing Liza. Right, exactly. I'm just playing Liza. Exactly. But that is what I think made the joke superb. Because it was, was like, gagged, it was like, do you know how many people impersonate you, you dumb bitch, right. in your life? How many men impersonate you exactly. on a regular Careers basis? And for Ellen also. just to leave it as, good job, sir. Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. Well, and everyone jumping to arms about this being a trans comment. And it's it, like, wasn't. it was a drag queen comment. It was a drag yeah. queen comment. Well, if you There's don't really difference. notice, the Oscars was all kind of about a read fest. Because Ellen came out the gate reading everyone like no like everyone got red Meryl Streep like she came out and I was I thought it was interesting because Jennifer you notice Lawrence. today's world is all about the shade and the reading like you hear uh-huh. shade and the word read on oh, basketball yes. wives so you know what I mean? everyone uses this so I thought it was really interesting how the Oscars they really tried to change it with having performances and I, I felt like they put that little in you know how the gay thing is anything gay is always so like taboo and underlined until and, it's in yeah and mm-hmm. I felt like that's how the Ellen threw it in and she said I'm gonna throw some shade and some reads up in here because <laughs> uh-huh. our culture today is shading and reading right so. well and I'm sorry Liza what the fuck were you doing you're 175 Girl, years old and you dress like a 20 something drag queen go to the Elton what John the fuck party you're gonna break a hip what Girl. that blue streak in your hair she thought she was doing something I know <laughs> I she know. She was really surfing it, girl. Magnolia oh, Crawford at what? the Oscars no. as Liza Minnelli. <laughs> Who are 
are you pointing at? Who are you pointing at, girl? girl <laughs> when we come back, speaking of drag queens, oh, when we come back, that's right, the second episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. Ooh, Let's talk, talk about it. Right. We'll be right back. Shea kool Show. Yay! <laughs> Wrong number, bitch. <laughs> I'm the second lead singer. <clears throat> <laughs> I'm <laughs> <laughs> sad eye. Um, I am the uh, second supporting host of the Tony Soto Show. <laughs> side eye. Everyone gets the side eye Tony on it. Side eye. All right, we are back with the Tony Soto Show. Uh, with Miss Lucy Wack. Hi, Lucy. Hey, baby. Shea Kool Aid to my right. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. And we have Miss Dita Ritz joining us tonight. Hey. How you doing? <laughs> That's a man, Maury. Yes. Uh, so um, we are going to be talking about RuPaul every fucking show until the season's over because obvious, we obvious. are We're obsessed. Probably a little after that. Probably a little after. And I just love mm-hmm. that we have one of the old queens from one of the past seasons because I would old queens. Sorry, yeah, girl. Yeah, I caught that. I heard you call her an old queen. <laughs> well, I mean, that was two seasons ago. So oh, she's uh, still been on there one more season than you. Yeah, well, I mean, all right. If that's a if that was <laughs> oh. a goal for some of us, um, which it's not for me. Uh, <laughs> all stars. Oh, are you gonna be? Are they doing another all stars? I well, I heard that they just signed on to do one. Did they well. ask you? Are they gonna um, ask you? I have not been asked yet, but I have heard a lot. Of, I've heard my name come up a lot. I'm not gonna lie. I yeah. saw like, that. Yeah, that's what they that. they should. They I've should. heard a lot of people say me, me, me. So do you I'm want like, a chance oh. to get to like do do it differently? At first, I didn't. Honestly, I didn't. But now that I've been seeing my name more, it's been getting me pumped. Maybe like right. I could go back into it. I think my mindset would be very different, though. Right. Because you am, know what to expect. I'm more feistier about my own business and my own brand now. So mm-hmm. I just would wonder how I would be in that type of comp- competition setting again. Right. Because exactly how many years ago was it that you filmed it? Like two two years ago two three years ago yeah. well the second episode aired uh on monday and um i uh, we had got there a little late so i didn't get to see the very beginning of it well you saw the first 10 minutes last week uh yeah. oh that's right that's right i was still kind of fucking bored with uh this introduction of queens too Oh, really? Was, yeah. Was anyone else? I didn't think they were nearly the crunch berries that they were no, last week. No, 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 no. You're right. Like, I'm not talking the way they look. Um, I'm, I was just thinking as far as their dynamic was concerned, I was much more interested in the personalities. Bianca Del Rio, uh-huh. she was giving me life. Um, milk. Milk I was milk. really, really, really great. It sets a new definition okay, of standards. Is, I thought it was really interesting about because that was one of the things that fueled me about that, watching that episode last night. Like uh-huh. I'm, 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 I usually keep very like quiet and PC about the whole drag race thing, but you know that I'm here. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. girl. Speak my honest truth about how I honestly feel. You I want to hear it. it. Uh, I will say that last night's episode was like, especially during the judging, I had a really big issue towards the judges because I felt like they were coming down on milk for wearing the beard and being really, like you said, groundbreaking, kind of different, even on that stage. Mm-hmm. And I was getting frustrated because if anybody knows who Matthew Anderson exactly. is, right. exactly. he hates Rue, and he's all about that. The beard. And I, I didn't think that milk did a bad job with that look. I, if anything, I wish she had more hair. I wish she mm-hmm. would have done mm-hmm. the beard longer. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think... 
Drag Race needs a girl like her because, like, there's a million sharing needles running around right. here. There needs to be a million milks. Well, like, his look, Adidas, and I'm not, I'm not coming for his look. His look was on point, and I enjoyed it. I just don't think he has a fucking personality as a boy. Mm. And, like, I was not interested when he was out of drag, except for the I fact that he's attractive. I say yeah. wait for it. Because, this, you know. Uh, this is the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, it's not the, the place for you to necessarily always come up. Because I feel like we got that a lot, like, last week because you had people, like, Laganja that was just like pa 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 and mm-hmm. then you get like uh, uh Dora Delano who's like la 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 and you and you they were just coming at you really hard. I just think we get-go. see we see them as boys more often than we see them as girls. And I think it's really important that as boys they're worth watching as well. And I just didn't really get that from Milk's personal. I didn't really get that from any of them except for Bianca. Uh, that one I like. Bianca to is the only one that's liked... obviously there. She is not playing games. She is yes. not. No. She, is she takes herself to too seriously. Honey, she is there to like truly like act and show and like I mean act out and really show out what she can do. Like, so, what is your opinions, guys? Because there's a a, a a pretty famous drag queen, Miss Courtney Act, mm-hmm. that we met as well. Gorgeous. Courtney Act. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Courtney Act. Yes, you have to say it like Courtney Act. Like you're like you're Australian. Courtney Act. Yeah, exactly. yeah that's real Australian, um, Tony. <laughs> basically just said Courtney Act. I used to be an actor. Uh, <laughs> used to be. <laughs> and I wasn't a good one. Uh, <laughs> That one creepy girl, Jasmine, was fangirling all Jocelyn. Listen, listen, I don't learn their fucking names till uh till like the last six. That was all the right? one with the that's nose. When, yeah, that's right? when you need to care. No, that was that was Magnolia Crawford <laughs> oh, okay. who had the nose. No, no. Magnolia no, Crawford she, had the pointy nose. You know, this is my thing. She's adorable. She honestly is adorable. I'm not she's adorable. She's very sweet. I don't believe I've met her. But I will say that, yeah, it was a but bit But that's like, awkward, right? That, yeah, Courtney Act was like, awkward. I, I was like, oh. Because like, it is like we're in this well, competition yeah, together. Yeah, and you said you hold yeah. her up there with all of us. Right, the with Rue. And, and, and I know, like, right. who made it All the girls own. are sitting there around just like, well, what are you, bitch, what, what the hell? Like, what you doing? You know, doing? right. So, yeah, it was an awkward moment. It was very awkward. But Miss Thing was twerking. <laughs> she was. She's a work. I said, okay, like, girl. And that untucked exclusive. I I that was really stupid. think that it was stupid. I think Jocelyn <laughs> is adorable. I, I actually I'm interested to see what uh, Trinity K. Bonet brings uh-huh. to the table because I, like I really enjoy. Which she surprised she? me when she came out in that look when she was like the space princess yeah, with the all white that. face. I saw that in a preview mm-hmm. and I was like, I oh yeah, black girl coming. doing white face. God, that's really pre- you're such an <laughs> ignorant stupid bitch. No, 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 exactly. No, let's call you out right now for being a stupid bitch. You're so dumb. You so dumb. Whatever. She just reach over there and slap your ass. You need to leave this in the podcast too. So no, it's not funny. Yes, it is funny. No, you're not funny. Yes, it is funny. No, you just ignorant. There's nothing ignorant about that. That's a funny fucking joke. The only white person. Oh, what? Saying a black girl white face. Now now it's like, oh no, no, we can. We're the only ones who can own that and be offended if someone you know dresses in black. Because no, it's different because there's a history of blackface and minstrel actually mocking a culture. With you about it. Yeah, don't get. Uh, stupid. But, uh, she stupid. seemed pretty uninteresting to me as well. So though. wait, real quick. When white when, when oh no, don't people, even try it, girl. No, don't even no, try real it. Quick, uh-huh. When black people get in white face, like that's okay. Right. Oh, you're saying that's okay now? Mm-hmm. No, apparently. Okay. I mean, I, I don't that's, know. That's, that's I don't what know. I'm asking about. Like, well, here's the thing. She wasn't appropriating anybody's culture. She wasn't trying to appear as a white She kind of seemed Asian-y. The makeup mm-hmm. was kind of Asian-y. Okay, so, well, there's also a history behind... I mean, I'm just saying, it did seem kind of Asian-y. Well, there's, that's theater. 
it's different. I can't keep up with the definition of this No, shit. here's the thing, girl. Yeah, here's, I, I, no, no really because the thing about white people and blackface, they're coming from a place of complete and other privilege, making fun of someone who doesn't have that same privilege, and then trying to equate a black girl putting on white makeup as the same thing. It's ignorant, and it's stupid. Well, yeah. let's move on to something a little Ooh. bit, uh, a yeah. little less uh, <laughs> dramatic. Uh, Magnolia Crawford's nose. Courtney Act totally came out so that she's had sex and drag. I live how she did that. I and love that. And doesn't tell her partners. And doesn't tell her partners. That's the part that I'm like. That's fucking scary. No, but you know the thing that I like that she explained. Well, there were some things obviously she you were gagged over, but I liked that she explained. um, (laughs) I like that she explains like that like that 20 seconds after and what how what goes through that guy's head because every time I've heard girls tell the story about oh my god I, I took a straight piece of tray at home girl and then that 20 minutes after he walked into the bathroom and had to think like what did I just do and how she explained that I liked how she explained it because I was like I always hear that story that's really that. dangerous to me I it's think crazy that's, yeah. though but I, be, I will tell you I've never done it I'll be very honest have you no, no no that's that's a question no, that's I that's haven't. what I want to know I want to no, know because I, I, just, like, I, agree with I mean because I've gotten I a lot of cab rides free I've gotten some free cab rides but I've always sat in the back seat but they've always wanted me to sit in the front i think the thing that scares me the most is that she's taking people home and she's not telling them who she really is uh-huh. yeah mm-hmm. no and, that's terrifying she's an entertainer so you know i always like to think of as entertainers we all are different you know on stage and off and so what we do on stage is really what is more of your business and yeah granted she did say it all out loud but, but like, if she but here's the thing and this is what i'm kind of at like if you're at if you're courtney act and you're at an event you're probably at an event that is somehow advertised as it being a drag event of mm-hmm. some sort. Mm-hmm. If you meet her at that event, you can't be shocked that she has a dick. You know True. what I mean? True. Like, that's the thing. So it's like, well, she's done a lot of stuff with Australian Idol. You know, she's been exposed right. to so many straight audiences. But they've all known that mm-hmm. she's been a crossdresser, right? Well, I mean, if you're at an Australian Idol, let's say you're just at an industry party and you don't even know that she's like this drag superstar from Australian Idol and you just think that she's this hot chick and you listen to that high pitched, really sweet, right. soft Australian voice. But was she branded like, as a drag queen singer for, for Australian Idol? Was she, was that yeah, her I brand? Be- or yeah, I believe she was. Yeah, she had a brand. If you don't know, because I mean, you could probably meet anybody from American Idol and not know who exactly. So I feel like she's probably run into several guys who were like, oh, this is pretty something or other. (laughs) (laughs) This is pretty something or other. But the big girl (laughs) talked about how she didn't have time to take the drag off. Girl, find the time. Uh, You never gone home with him? I have not. I have not. No, I have You just like to kiss him a little bit? I. I will not. Over your boobs. I will not do. They can. They can put their hands up my skirt. You know, I shave my legs for. Hey a reason. Jerry at the okay. shoe. <laughs> hey Jerry. Right. How you doing, Jerry? Yeah, Lucy grows my legs prepared. all the time. I know. Um, I was watching her get groped by her favorite dancer at the shoe, and I was just like, I thought you said that you're a lady, and she's like, Shut up. <laughs> I, I'm at the shoe. I, can I know. I'm at the shoe. I can do what I want. I am. I am female from the tip of the toe to about here. You can touch all that. <laughs> Anything above it, don't go near So it. for everybody okay. at home, you can touch Tony about halfway up his thigh. He won't argue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he won't get the Because they didn't in. quite get the visual because so, they're not here to watch. So, so I just want to clarify for them. <laughs> halfway up the thigh. Basically, back. where the foam starts is where your hands should end. Uh-huh. <laughs> Basically. That's on point. That's very on point, actually. So Dita, who do you want to win? RuPaul's Drag Race Season 6. 
Who do I? I don't know, actually, because it's still the beginning. It's the, I mean, I, I'll, Come be, on, I'll be you very, have your favorites, well, I'll right? be PC and just say our Chicago girl Gia Gunn, I would love if she wins. That's bullshit. No one means but, that. No one's saying that. Let me tell you, that's why I said Peter it. Because I knew he was going to say that. skirts right now because she has to because she's political. But no one in their right mind has ever said that. I am not political. Anymore. It's still the beginning. I honestly <laughs> don't know who wins. So <laughs> I'm saying Gia Gunn. Uh, I'm Team Bendelikram. Team Bendelikram. Because I knew that girl when she was Tina A. When she was when, yes, when yes, she yes. was in Chicago. We did, we did Hydrate together when it mm-hmm. first opened. In yeah, that was the first show I hosted actually. Mm-hmm. Was she was that. actually uh Ben de la Creme came out to face last week. Yeah. So mm-hmm. We kiki afterwards. Went oh, to I bet Melrose. that was really nostalgic for her. Yes, it was. Ben de la Creme was absolutely obsessed with Kelly Lauren. Like she mm. was he was like a little fangirl for her. It was really, really funny. And oh. he had his little nails done, so he's there in his little like plaid wrap with his like uh-huh. manicure on and his little hat and glasses he's so precious oh my god that's so fun. and i love ben i've known ben is your vote for ben as well i think I, I think i'm for well i'm for I, i'm either for ben or i am for the uh, funny one bianca the other night's right mm-hmm. if because i that bitch i want to like have relations with though like i want to have because she reminds you of you no because he's cute he's just he's such a cute boy uh no the one who reminded me of me went like home magnolia class. crawford oh, i just well, like to hear the sound of my own voice Oh, I could. Oh, the, uh, let me tell the you. The more I heard her talk, the more I heard me talking. I was like, <laughs> I kind of like her. That would be Tony Soto. Uh, Tony, I'm just here though. for the exposure. Tony Soto. Zandra Fairlong would be the Magnolia Crawford. Her voice. I love how she clocks. Over RuPaul's Drag Race season she 12. Can't can believe it. Yeah, I'm just here to uh, talk about me. Uh, well, I'm glad because she only got one episode to do that. So, girl, <laughs> she really tried it too. When she said, "I'm only, I'm, not, I'm only here for exposure, and I only want basically if I'm walking down the street and yeah. you just want somebody." to say oh that's girl what the hell yeah yeah i was like and like and like the way jocelyn was like explaining it was even like not even like girls give more than their left tip bitch like there are girls that like like they'll do anything Submit to be on the show every season and, and right. they'll do anything and it's like you just sat here and said that you could give two shits about anything and you just want to Well, did you see Teriyaki's Facebook today when she was like, I have auditioned for this RuPaul's Drag Race every damn season. She's like, <laughs> Bro, how do you go I'm back doing and it perform? Again. She's and like, do, like, how do you go back to your community and perform? And mm-hmm. I'm saying it. I don't care. Like, how do you go back to your community and perform and 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 receive respect? Yeah. Right. I was like, girl, okay. Well, I guess, I mean, well, we know somebody's booking fee won't be going up. Okay. Oh. I said, okay, that's you, boo. That's you. She would still get $60 from me. <laughs> <laughs> You'd hire her after that lip Okay. I was like, girl, she did Girl, Miss Thing was dancing three was... circles around her. I Literally know. Around her. See, here's the thing that's about the, the second episode. I know you that's said you didn't girl. like people, but I, I really, I liked Bianca. I liked Milk. Mm-hmm. I liked Darian. I thought Jocelyn was entertaining. I mean, I liked, I liked Trinity. Dra- I liked like, the drag, but I, it's just, it's I like, was, I, like even when don't see enough of their drag for that to be the only thing for me to base my opinion on. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's that's cuz I the whole show I watched, like the whole show. Yeah, I do the same. So I feel like, like taking their personalities in as a total and just kind of like trying to get a feel for who they are as a person behind the persona. I don't like it when people are in the confessionals as boys and like it's so turned up like all the time because they're trying to put on a show. Mm-hmm. I like they're to feel like I'm <laughs> right. I, I try I, to still be in their oh. character. I try to. I want to see you. Yeah. I want to see the person behind the drag queen. <laughs> when we come out, this has been a really dysfunctional <laughs> show so far. Uh, I, I would say that we're all legitly angry with each other. So. <laughs> 
I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm having a good time with Lucy's you. Lucy's like, I'm curious. <laughs> okay, Shay and Tony are fighting. Uh, for the we, next five minutes. When we come back, we're going to take on our fucking uh, listener questions, which are a little darker this time around. Uh, so. But that's our audience. We love you. <laughs> okay, we'll take we it. Live. We'll be right back. Come on now. If you want to feel good about yourself, don't listen to the Tony Soto Show. TonySotoShow.com on iTunes. And he also posts on Facebook. <laughs> that, was, that was magic right there. We are back with the Tony Soto <laughs> Show. We're uh, so stupid. And uh, we oh, are this. getting down to our listener questions. Uh, do we have them pulled out? So our first listener question comes from Scott from Michigan. Hi, Scott from Michigan. Hey, thanks for listening. So, Scott, this is what he says. He says, recently my partner and I wanted to spice up our sex life. We tried any new things like toy play, role play, and even some kink. Don't mean to make you nervous, Tony. Because <laughs> <laughs> he knows you're a prude. Because I'm a vanilla He knows fuck. Tony's vanilla. He heard the sex episode and he heard Tony <laughs> blushing over the mic. <laughs> anyway, Scott says, about two months ago, my partner brought meth into the bedroom. Oh. He said he heard it made sex amazing. Mm. It does. <laughs> we used it a couple <laughs> the one time I did it on oh just ahead. once mm-hmm. we used it a couple of times and the sex was amazing only problem is I think he might be addicted when I told him I wanted to stop he agreed only I know he's still getting high before we have sex what should I do I love him and we went in this together but should I bail yeah um, well, uh, not on your boyfriend, but on the math. Don't bail on your boyfriend, but bail on the math. And I think talk you did though, and the boyfriend is still doing the math. And so the question well, is, like, why is he going to try and tell him he's not doing the math before they have sex? Like, he's have not going to notice. Like, he's not going to notice. Yes, <laughs> right? I have. Um, yeah. it's, hello, uh, it's obvious you're on meth. You know. So exactly. You know. You know. You know. You know. <laughs> I don't know. My thing is, is like, if he brought meth into the bedroom under the pretense that it was to spice up their sex life, that sounds like someone who was wanting to do meth in the first place. Yeah, I think it's just an excuse. It sounds like something that he was questioning already, and he just was like, well, if it makes sex better, then The boyfriend. Not? Yeah. The boyfriend. Yeah. I've de- I don't know. You know, ecstasy no makes man. sex you better, and you don't really get no, it. No, I'm a 420 bitch. Oh, that's it. I'm a 420 bitch. I'm strictly 420. That's it. Uh, have you ever fucked with anyone that, that's been on meth? No. No, no I, I, I haven't. But I have been around friends who are, and it's very you know easy to right. fuck someone. I, I was just saying it all feels like an episode of Queer as Folk, like when Ted got I know, wasn't that like a Ted story? You know, because oh, that's how they got God. Ted, because they were like, it's going to make sex so uh-huh. good, Ted. You know, Ted's well, thirsty ass was like, sure. And then Ted went off the deep end, having sex parties in his apartment with Emmett. Yeah. You know, disrespecting him. Oh, that party yeah. was catered too, so beautifully. I know. It was so beautifully catered. Well, but the problem with having sex on drugs is that it's never as good after that. Like you kind of ruin sex for yourself when you have it on drugs because it's so amazing. Because I love to fuck on Molly. That is one thing that I love to do. I love to fuck on Molly. And that's something you wouldn't really get addicted to. Why didn't they do that? Yeah, why didn't you do Molly? Fucking on Molly is amazing. Yeah, pop some Molly's, go to the club, go home and and get it on. It doesn't rot your teeth. Yeah, but but my thing is I've done meth uh, a total of five times in my life. Like um, I can count them. It's On one hand. You can count them. Everyone applaud Tony for being able to count meth Which everything else I can probably not count on just one hand ever no. um but it's just so like and one of the times i did fuck for like 
six hours on math, and it was the most amazing thing <laughs> I've ever fucking experienced. I mean, you, yeah, and th- and that's six like, hours. Like, was your dick raw? Like, how long did you last that long? I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be real honest with you. I literally had like calluses, like, like rug burn, blisters from like jacking off and like fucking like on my dick. It was it was probably the, the prettiest I've ever felt it, in my life. Exactly. Wow. Like she said, yeah. afterwards is never as good. I felt real good afterwards. And so it's like, uh, this is a situation where I understand that you're playing with your sex life and that's great. And yeah. but, but I don't think that drugs are ever a thing to play with play with yeah especially uh, math especially because like oh, the thing man. is is like meth in the gay community it's 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 horrible it's like taking over and it's really ugly and it's yeah. like you don't no one is so busy that they need to snort math you are yeah. not so i mean i remember one of the times i got high on meth i cleaned my house like four times in a row just oh to God. just to go right back over it right because you know it wasn't clean enough and i wasn't done and i was still uh-huh. up maybe uh, i should try meth just once because my apartment is so dirty right now oh, okay so just to get that bitch clean. just get that because i've been trying but to go out there remember, for days this is what we were just saying you shouldn't except when you need to clean your house remember, Lasts all night and all day and all night. Okay. But but back to this question. Oh yeah. As to whether or not he should bail on the boyfriend. No. You should not. No. No, because the boyfriend's gonna need you. Well, because like here's the thing: we can't we can't tell this man to bail on his boyfriend because a he didn't tell us how long they were in a relationship Mm -hmm. and what they've gone through Mm -hmm. and the the magnitude Mm -hmm. and the love of their relationship. So no, if it's important to you and you love him, then you do the appropriate things to get him off meth. Yeah. If he does not get off meth, then you leave him. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, like, it sounds like a conversation you need to have, especially if he's lying to you. About exactly. It. Yeah. Badly. Because it's the that breach of honesty. Like, yeah, that's that. That's a really huge shift in the relationship, especially once one partner starts lying to another partner about something as big as There's using meth. nothing worse than getting lied to by a tweaker about <laughs> tweaking and saying, hey, you know that uh, they, you know they live in right now. <laughs> like, bitch, like, bitch, bitch, what have you done? Are you what not? have you taken? No, I'm, I'm, I'm not, fine. Oh my I'm God, I'm good. What are you wearing? Like, really? <laughs> you know, like, like, don't even try to sell. Uh-uh. Where they pick that one spot in the back of their neck, <laughs> that one spot, that one spot really itches. They can't get that one spot. No, I'm not high. Uh-huh. I'm not high. And I'm not that high. eye is tweaking. Well, that eye, that eye tweak, that I'm I like, tweak. That's the bitch, that's the word. High to me. All you right. snap right in front of him. Do you want to move on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lucy, we got the second listener question of the evening. Stephanie from Massachusetts. Hi, Stephanie. Hey, girl. Steph. Thanks for listening. I have always loved my cousin. We have always been close. She fell out of communication a while back, and I only heard from her sporadically over a two-year time span. A month ago, she called me and told me that she moved to Massachusetts, and she was hoping we could reconnect. When I saw her again, I was horrified to see that she suddenly weighed over 300 pounds. Oh. Now, she has always been larger, but she was suddenly huge. I want to have the same relationship with her, but I'm having such a problem accepting her and her larger body. I'm embarrassed to take her around my friends and everything. What's your advice? Stop being such a bitch. Yeah, uh, Stephanie, I think this has a lot more to do with you. you. Uh-huh. Um, the fact that you're embarrassed about her, I mean, what what is that saying about you? Because this is someone who loves you, who you love, and who has... Right it's a great you know, relationship, has been supportive, and has been there. And also, it seems like she's not having a great time in her life and needs your love and support, especially if she's reaching out to you after yeah. a, 
like two year hiatus yeah and so i mean the best i could say is girl you need to support your family and Mm -hmm. you know if it's something that matters to you talk to her about it and you know help her like say you'll go to the gym with her say you'll be there to help whatever this issue is that is manifesting in her weight Mm-hmm. 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 Tony with a shallow opinion. Oh, how dare you! You oh. agree with Stephanie? Um, I, the thing is, is like I would have. Yes, I would have agreed with Stephanie. Um, I have made great strides in my fat phobia and my body shaming. And uh, I know, I know, it's funny to make a quick joke about this, but what we what we talk about as friends in our friend life. But like, you call me fat every day. She's so big, guys. So it's just, <laughs> just not. It's just a really small corset and a big old body. Okay. No. I'm just, okay. I'm just gonna just hold. Just all your secrets. Okay. <laughs> she doesn't hate you enough this episode. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm just trying to ruin our relationship in one episode. Um, right before you go on her show. I know. <laughs> okay. Oh. Oil that and there will actually up. be people there. I'm a genius. Um, <laughs> here's my thing. Your cousin has been gone for a long time and hasn't been checking in with you except for sporadically. You're right. Something's been going on in her life and she's using food or something to make that a thing. Um, I understand because there are still things in my head whenever I see a really obese person, my brain automatically goes to fucking gross. It, it's like it doesn't and, and after I say fucking gross, I immediately feel fucking really mad at myself for letting my brain go there so quickly, you know, because you can't keep up with it because I spent a long time just straight up being fat phobic and telling them that telling them to their face that they're gross. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is a situation that is absolutely on you and you're totally being an asshole in this situation, Stephanie. Like, There's no way around it. It's like she's a big girl. She's always been a big girl. Now she's a big girl. You need to figure out why and obviously she moved to your town so she's searching for something so this is if it's embarrassing you know what i absolutely agree with lucy in this situation i'm wondering why stephanie's love just doesn't go deeper but don't don't we have uh relatives that we're embarrassed of for other reasons besides oh yes but that's because of their personality don't don't you have like a uh, Uh like we all have a creepy uncle or something that we're all yeah no i have like a few that are very that like you know they're just just ratchet you can't take them nowhere <laughs> and but you know but there are at the same time they're so proud of me and like proud of you which right mm-hmm. and they will be front row screaming and holler and mm-hmm. acting out so you know there's so t- there's times where you like are like oh my god but then there's times where i'm like like you said that's family that's yeah. my blood and at yeah. the end of the day ain't nobody got your back like family i yeah. mean it's like which tony and his dancers like tony can talk all the shit he wants about his dancers but if anyone comes for that absolutely absolutely and i mean them. i have big cousins uh like my cousins are big like I, i'm you know my my brother and my sister are larger people and um i mean i've dealt with body issues my whole life and it's it's not fun to feel uncomfortable in your own size um so it's even more uncomfortable when people that aren't your size, they're uncomfortable with your size. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's uh-huh. like, so love your cousin, Stephanie. Yeah, uh, stop being a bitch and keep listening. Thanks, <laughs> Steph. <laughs> All right, our final question is well, here we go. It's from Anonymous, because uh, who would put their name on this? Besides Stephanie. From Washington. <laughs> um, I'm a server, and it is the most thankless job ever. 
When people piss me off, I intentionally stick my fingers into their food and other <laughs> random shit. Oh, the random shit scares me. Wait, what? what's the uh, other? <laughs> what are some things that you have done to people who crossed you? Well, where do you work? Wait. I want to well, know that first. Uh, yeah, I want to know what that restaurant. Where in DC is that? Where in DC do you work? I do not. Well, I don't know. Avoid the entire state. Wait, do we have to avoid Washington State or Washington DC? Let's just not go to either. But well, let's is, just be on our best behavior at any restaurant that we go to <laughs> in either exactly Washington or Washington, D.C. always courteous exactly. to my mm-hmm. No matter how shitty they are to me, I'm always like, please don't hurt my food. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I am the worst customer ever. Oh, yeah. my God. Really? You've had so much semen like when it that you're not aware I'm of. so bad because really? like, I, I just automatically assume that they should know how I am as a person. Oh, I know. I'm so bad. No, I love hearing like, this. Like, like, wait, like, wait with waiters and stuff like that. I'm just like, there's a certain way I want it. I don't want you to engage me. I just want you to bring my stuff. I want you to ask me if I'm okay. And that's it. Any job in the service industry is completely fake. It's awful. I mean, so, I, I, you, know, you know. Let me tell you, I used to. I, my my first job ever was a bagger. I hated it, but I also like loved it because it was like fun to like be amongst people. But were you but, a good bagger? Or oh, you I was a sickening bagger because mm-hmm. I could bag you mm-hmm. in a minute and get you in and out. Trust. Because that is an <laughs> art form that no longer exists. Yeah. There is no reason that you need to put two items in a double plastic mm-hmm. bag and then move on to another double plastic bag. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I get rid. See, my chips don't need a single bag. Okay. Oh see? no, people were ridiculous. Like, no, I can carry my milk. It has a handle. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, no, it was crazy. It's, it's it, like it. I feel. I always feel bad for like. I always try to be nice to servers. Like I always try to get my server's name because i hate the whole hey you mm-hmm. and i i i don't understand how they handle the people who be whistling and snapping see i'm bad with names shaking i don't the glass. Do, i will shake my glass i have done that you have You've actually oh, see, yelled and at no, me. let me tell you i, I have, trust me you know going that? out to oh. eat with him is really embarrassing for me shake because away. i'm sitting there trying to be like please don't spit in my food right? <laughs> just please 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 remember no, you he got the frittatas <laughs> With the pancakes, okay. and I got the Mexican <laughs> omelet. So spit in the frittatas with the pancakes. The Don't spit in the Mexican omelet. Off limit. I agree. <laughs> no, and I feel so bad. I always said that that's why I cannot have a job because, honey, no shade. The minute someone shake that glass of ice at me, I would be like, <laughs> like uh, I'm what so can crazy. I, ask I was a waitress for years, and I was a terrible waitress. I'm a bartender now. I'm not a good bartender. I, but the thing is, is the beautiful thing about my service job is I work at a gay bar where I can just be as just as shady as you are. Mm-hmm. So you're going to uh-huh. shake your glass with mm-hmm. me? I'm going to walk uh-huh. real slow to you. And I'm going to come up to you and shame you for doing that. You're going to slam on my bar? But see, that's and that's the one now, thing. Now, how are you guys on tipping? Because I like to tip. I, I actually, yeah. absolutely I loved, tip. I actually mm-hmm. like to. Sometimes I would tip my last a coin if I have to. Like, yeah. I, but I that's the thing. You this, that's but I'm tipping thing. you this because you that's your what? That's your living. Yeah, I'm a like, very good tipper. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that is the one thing when it comes. I am t- <laughs> Fucking, I'm, I'm 20. He pays them for their time and their effort I dealing with their the shittiness. I pay them for their <laughs> work. Really and I like am work. Like. And that's the fucking, that's the T. I am work. Now, but let's get down to the question at hand. What are some things, some trifling ass things that you have done to people who have crossed you? Dita, would you like to start? Well, I always like to think that I pray for people. That is like the best revenge. <laughs> I just pray for people and send my blessings out to them and let them know that the devil right now is really worth making his way with you, but he is not going to come to me. So I'm just going to pray for you. Wear my cross. And that is what I do to cross people. That's I pray slave. for them. I had a past experience with a friend who I felt was very shady towards me. And it was just, he was just very shady, very shady. 
And uh, he's a very personal, his like weight and you know what he eats and drinks and everything. And so, you know, like he liked the silk milk, like the really good, like, you know, because mm-hmm. he's very like that, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. So I filled his milk with vitamin D milk. <laughs> you pull the mean girls on him, girl. You're like, I filled his entire thing. Like, like he had two things in his refrigerator. Mm-hmm. I completely did it. I gave him those calteen bars. That's so they funny. just absorb all your carbs. That's and so still funny. to this day, it's so funny because every time I like see him around, I'm like, oh, you get you just get thicker and thicker. And I wonder if that milk had something to <laughs> Lucy. You know, when I worked at when I worked at uh, Takey Audi. My, uh, my my restaurant experience <laughs> okay. as a teenager. Takey uh, Audi. Does it was that a place fast food exist? Chinese restaurant. I think so. That's in my so hometown. Takey Audi. Takey Audi. Audi. Takey Audi in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Check it out. And people were dicks to me on the phone or in person or whatever. My big revenge was to not give them napkins. Because, I mean, deep down inside, I'm lazy. Uh-huh. And so the idea of having to get up to go get a napkin. Oh, while that I'm is down so shady. Well, first of all, like, that was that's my way real of doing because it. I've seen Lucy. <laughs> I don't have a napkin. I've seen Lucy react to no napkins or silverware in a delivery bag. Oh, and she will. is literally yeah, annoyed. They're out to get me. There was a time that I had a really shitty uh, dean that used to give me a lot of shade. <clears throat> and he would always talk like such a dick and use foul language around me, but then call my mom on the phone and then be like really, really sweet. And my mom is, she's such a mama bear and very like protective over her children, does not like anybody disrespecting her children. And I would always be like, mom, Mr. O'Hare, like really, it's not the way that you think it is. He's a lot meaner to me when I'm by myself. And she was just like, well, you know, he's been telling me all these things, whatever, whatever. So my sister was in classes at the time in college and she'd have these long lectures and she would take a tape recorder and I'd be like, Michelle, I was like, I remember one time he was going to call me in his office. I was like, Michelle, can I borrow that tape recorder for class tomorrow? And I put it in my hoodie and I recorded the entire conversation between Mr. O'Hare and I. And then I went home and played it for my mother. And then the next day she like came in and like let him have it. And he gave me a formal apology. Okay. Ooh. Talk about revenge. That was me at 17 being like, don't come for me, bitch. That's okay. good, though. Yeah. That's yeah. a that's. I would have liked 17 year old Shea Kool Aid way more than I like the fucking 32 year old Shea Kool Aid. <laughs> so oh, she's 32, <laughs> you're 64. <though. laughs> okay. I hate math. Um, okay. Well, um, the worst thing I ever did to someone who fucking crossed me was I robbed them. <laughs> <laughs> That is the I that is live. the real talk. Yeah. That, that is the truth. Oh yeah, that's oh, Tony. Are you not just talking about your sister? Uh, no, that. But I robbed that bitch too. <laughs> I had a situation back when I was a raver. Um, mm. of uh, like there was we were at a flop house at one point, just you know doing all kinds of drugs after a party, and some guy tried to come for me and call me a faggot at a raver party where i was like i believe that those people are sucking each other's dicks right over there why don't you go call them faggots i'm trying to do k and do acid (laughs) and so he was like fucking he was like some dealer or whatever blah 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 and um so my friends were getting ready to go and he got a little to turn up on g or some shit and uh, left his fucking backpack uh right next to the couch where he was laying down unzipped and i saw that there was at least six hundred dollars in it and i took it and i took my friends to breakfast so fuck you dude if you remember in 2001 i'm the one who (laughs) stole your six hundred dollars booyah this was probably the realest show we've had (laughs) Oh, well, yeah. I'm happy to be a part where of we did not hold back on fighting with each other. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. Just to go to show you, we all, this is a very real show where we all have opinions and they might not always mesh. We had our Rosie Elizabeth moment uh, with uh, Shea 
Goulet. So and, who's uh, Rosie and who? You're Elizabeth. <laughs> You're Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah. That's not even a question. <laughs> Dita, thank you so much for coming no, and being on. I'm sorry thank that you, you had this you. Yeah, dysfunction behind the, behind the, 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 mic, the glamour of uh, our Facebook page. Glamour. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's the best joke you've told all night. <laughs> Um, tell us some, how are people, how can people see you? What do you have coming up? Let people know where they can see Miss Dita uh, Ritz. Well, you can, of course, you can see me every Monday night. I'm at Spin hosting their viewing party for Drag Race. Yes. And I do Dragzilla. I have my show once a month at Spin also. I'm at Face uh, mm-hmm. next week, I believe. Yes. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Dita Ritz. Are you Facebook. working on any new video projects? Because I, I live for your on, video projects, Yes, I'm girl. working on my next video. Um, I start shooting that soon. Um, and that's I'm just keeping the flow going. You know, I like making the videos. I'm not a I'm not a really a photo shoot girl. Mm-hmm. I like the videos more. I want to do I a like video to, with you, girl. Well, then maybe we have to work something out. Okay. We'll do something. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can I twerk in front of you? Would you girl. mind? Girl, you better. Can I shoot it in slow mo? So <laughs> yes, can. And you know that's a really. That. But I wear tight, so it's gonna look real good and smooth. My hair will look fabulous. You know that's a really good idea. And then you come back on the show and talk about it some more because. And listen, tell your all, all your drag girlfriends because I know they do a uh, feast of fun all the time. What do I got to do to get them in here and to talk okay. on my show? So. Lucy, what's going on with you, girl? Uh, I am doing the um, Ties and Tassels Steampunk Wild Weird West show. Uh, March 15th, I'll be fire dancing. I'm going to see how well I can do that in a cowboy hat and goggles. So. That's awesome. Is that all you're wearing is cowboy hat? <laughs> and some chaps. Ooh, I <laughs> see. I'm going to come and see you fire with some dance. chaps. Shay um, well, we have Face tonight. Face tonight. Face tonight. Uh, Zandra Fairline, you can catch her there. Um, uh, this Saturday, I'll be performing at uh, Naughty Little Cabaret downtown. Ooh. I'm going to go to Mexico. Warm weather, um, you bitch. And I'm going to actually go off the grid, I think, for a couple of days. So. She says this. Wait wait for her posts on Facebook. Uh, all the margaritas. All the I fresh mean, squeezed the orange juice. The last time I was in Ooh. Costa Rica, fresh I was off the hungry. grid for the whole time, and it was probably the really most relaxing. relaxed I'd ever been. So I actually don't think I'm going to be on Facebook for a couple days. Sometimes um, you have to do that. You yeah. have to just like go and mm-hmm. just, just disappear. Mm-hmm. But I will be back. We will all be back next week. I will be back in time to yes. do another episode of the Tony Soto Show. Uh, Vincent finally woke up, so I think it's time for us to wrap this up. Guys, thank you so much for coming, and thank you thank all you out there for listening. Now. And we'll see you all next week. Bye. 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 Sandra Fairlawn here. Check out the Tony Soto Show every Wednesday on iTunes. I like that you pose for radio. <laughs> yeah, bitch. Like, Stop damn, moving. what kind of donut is this? <laughs> I had to drop that hip. <laughs> All right, girl. <laughs> <laughs>